Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Some teams will say farewell to a player or a coach by just posting, thank you, player, or thank you, coach. The Raiders put a little more time and effort into their farewell tweet to Derek Carr. This is from Coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. We have a lot of respect for Derek Carr and what he has meant to the Raiders organization for the last nine years. Derek has done great things in this league, and we're thankful to have been able to work with him this past year. He's a true professional. We appreciate his hard work in striving to produce the results we all desire. We wish Derek and his family all the best in the future. P.S. Pack your shit and leave. Pack your shit and leave. All right. So, uh... That, I mean, because that's the bottom line. I, I, hey, you say all the right things, but the reality is after one season, after 15 games together, they decided that this was not something that was going to continue, and they weren't able to trade him. It wasn't going to work out. It was never going to work out. It was never going to happen. An agent called me yesterday and said, do you think there's a chance they just pick up that $40.4 million, that they keep him around and then trade him later, or if all else fails, cut him because all he has to do is make $32 million this year and you're off the hook, $7.5 million next year and you're off the hook for the rest of it. But it became pretty clear to me once I started sniffing around they weren't going to do it. And here's the big reason why they weren't going to do it. If they were going to do it, we'd have heard about it. If they were going to do that, Schefter would have reported it on Super Bowl Sunday, they would have handed it to him to report. They would have wanted it out there because you want the fans and the media to be ready for it. Everything was pointing to the two sides parting ways, and the Raiders had done nothing to push back against it. That's why as the plane started to land, it was 100% sure and certain and obvious that he was going to be cut yesterday, and now he's been cut. And as of today, he's a free agent. He doesn't have to wait until the middle of March. He can talk to any team. He can visit any team. He can sign with any team. Well, he can ultimately only sign with one team, but he can sign with whichever team he wants moving forward, Chris. Yeah. No, I think it it wasn't shocking. You know, you explained it right. I wasn't, you know, surprised. I thought maybe, you know, a week ago, maybe there'd be a chance that some team might trade for him just because they don't want to get in a bidding war or anything like that. But 
You know, I think you know you explained all the 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 situation and the details the correct way there. They weren't going to sit there and eat that money and then you know, oh no, wait, things didn't fall the way we thought they were, and you're stuck in a bad spot. Derek Carr's a starting quarterback in football. We'll see where he goes. He's going to have some options. It's going to be interesting. It really will. You know, I, we talked about it a little yesterday. Um, it, it, the Saints does make a lot of sense in a lot of ways. I, I, I can see that. And I think, what, it's been two visits down there now, Mike? You know, the Jets also make sense. You know, two teams that I think are what I would put in the box of just they're ready. The Saints are coming to the end of the lifeline of maybe some of this team that we're talking about there, but I still think are kind of in it, right? I know Cam Jordan's still there. The defense is still good. It might not be as dominant, but damn, it's good. We saw it at the end of the year. They do have an offensive line that's damn good too. You know, and a Chris Olave at receiver, they're not like far, far off to where I could see them looking at it and go, wait, Derek Carr comes in here. We can, you know, the NFC South, it's up for grabs. We can be right in the playoffs again. It makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Derek Carr's not going to get you to February, but he could get you to the middle of January, if not late January. And that's what it comes down to. How good do you want to be? Derek Carr falls into the Kirk Cousins just good enough bucket. Well, some teams out there don't have the luxury of being just good enough. They're just bad enough. They need an upgrade. It doesn't mean you're going to get a franchise quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl or go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl or Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott in the playoffs, but he's at least going to get you in position where you get one of those games. You know, everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. There's only a handful of teams in the Super Bowl conversation. The next level down is where some of the competition is, and I say this all the time because it's true all the time. The key isn't winning the Super Bowl every year. Every owner says it. Every coach says it. Every GM says it because they have to because you got to sell tickets. you got to get people interested. Nobody wants to follow a team whose power structure isn't out there saying we're trying to win the Super Bowl. The reality is you just want to be relevant into December. If you're relevant into December, what happens? When all those kids out there are putting their holiday gift wish list together jerseys and hats and season tickets and it will take me to a game all i want for christmas is to go to a game if your team stinks you don't want to go to a game in december especially if you play outdoors in a cold climate this is about making a team that currently is kind of lost in the saints into a team that is kind of found yeah i hear you they don't have to be a super bowl team they just have to be in the playoffs that's why Derek carr is going to find a market chris That's why Kirk Cousins would find a market if he were cut today and he's not going to be because the Vikings don't know who else they would go with if they don't have Kirk Cousins. You've got the best of the best, and then you've got the next level. That's where Derek Carr is. And there are teams out there that will look at that and say, that suits our objective of filling our stadium and selling all of our stuff so we can make as much money as possible. Because we know we're not going to the Super Bowl anyway. We may as well try to get, to get in the conversation of the teams that have an outside shot to make it. Well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, he's not one of those guys that you just can take over a game. You know, I'm not going to go as far as to say he can't win a Super Bowl. I mean, I saw Nick Foles win a Super Bowl, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to say that. You know, I think we both sit here, too, and team matters to your conversation here. And I've heard this come out of your mouth before. If Kirk Cousins was with the 49ers, we agree that they've won maybe one of one of one or two Super Bowls already. So, again, team. But does, not because of him. No, not I know. Because of I him. know. I know. Well, I, I, that's why, you know, again, I, we, 
we're stuck in this world of superstar quarterbacks right now, and and you know not everybody's going to win just because of that guy all the time, right? But yes, it's a huge thing, and of course, as we just saw this last weekend, one team had an all-time roster and you know everything going the right way. And they played a, the best player on the field, even the scales, and that other team kind of folded in the big moments there. So, you know, that's what the great quarterback can do. But I, I, you're, you're, I hear you, Mike. I think you're, you're not wrong with that statement. We all can question Derek Carr. Again, Derek Carr, let's, I mean, he's 63 and 79 as a starting quarterback. You know, and I sometimes think people talk about him like, yeah, he's been to the playoffs year after year after year after year. He's done some really good things. I have respect for his game. You know, he didn't play good this year. That's for sure. And I think that's why the Raiders said, see you later. Right. Um, But, you know, as far as what you're talking in that situation there with the Saints and that O-line and they can run the ball and do things. Yeah, they could be relevant in in that playoff conversation. And, you know, who knows, maybe make a splash signing and do something even more exciting than that. Let me ask you this question. Ooh, because I hadn't really thought of this. Right. No, no, no. You mentioned you mentioned Kirk Cousins in San Francisco and what they may have done with him. Should the 49ers be thinking about Derek Carr? Mm. Would that be the answer to the question of Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy? Option C, Derek Carr? That it's you know, I, I don't think so. I, I you know, I feel like Shanahan he's got a guy that he knows he can make it work in Brock Purdy and a guy in Trey Lance that they, you know, traded the farm for who's got potential but hasn't been there. I think the Derek Carr thing would be a little too much, you know, spotlight, confusion, issues, whatever. Uh, I, I would think if they go veteran quarterback, I think it'll be lower level guy, not Derek Carr. Oh, he's here. He's definitely going to start and be the guy. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't envision that one. I, I know there's going to be a place for him. Yep. And at the end of the day, the $40.4 million guaranteed that the Raiders did not want to embrace, it wasn't for one year. It was 32.5 or almost 33 this year, 7.5 next year. So he doesn't have to do much to get beyond what he was going to make yeah. over the next two years right. guaranteed. And I, I, again, if someone was even considering the possibility of trading for that contract, they will give him a better deal on the open market, especially if his agent can find a way to bring multiple teams to the table, work one against the other, and just see who's you, willing to put the best are, offer out there. But but I think he could do, you know, again, he can do well enough. He's not going to be a franchise quarterback at the high end of the spectrum, but in the right spot, he can win games, he can generate yardage, he can throw touchdown passes, and he can be good enough and like you said nick Foles did win a super bowl but that was just that's kind of a yeah i know still. i know it wasn't the best example as as time you. passes that's going to seem weirder and weirder right because he did it as a backup he never would have gotten close to a super bowl as a starter as a starter he's horrible as a backup in that right spot right moment right time slumdog millionaire yeah plot he just checked the boxes one at a time somehow and won that Super Bowl. No, I know. It really is I amazing. Know. It is. It's amazing. It's they amazing. should do a movie about that. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's amazing. And you know what? I think what it gets me sometimes, you know, just to jump off that just for a second, is when I I hear, you know, people, people like Nick Foles is looked at as like clutcher and better than Kirk Cousins at times when I hear people talk. And I'm like, wait, are we, wait the guy who's barely a third stringer in the NFL, you know, and a guy who's constantly – playing good football and 
we're going to say that one's better just because of what a one and a half game run that he won the Super Bowl with. I mean, again, like you explained it right, it was a horrible week 17 game. It was a really average, barely win the divisional playoff game. Everybody was picking win at Minnesota in the NFC Championship game because they were like, man, Nick Foles looks like crap. I don't think he can do it. And then they kind of exploded. But yeah, it's a, that's a discussion for another day. So Derek Carr, Derek Saints, Carr. Jets are the two that stand out. Me too. The Panthers are the betting favorite. That's what surprised me. We put up the points bet odds yesterday. The Panthers are plus 140. The Saints are plus 150. I don't know what's going on in Carolina, but apparently somebody knows something to think maybe there's a connection there. Frank Reich, Derek Carr, Jim Caldwell now going to be a senior assistant. They're putting together a pretty solid staff in Carolina. Apparently, we should keep an eye on Derek Carr. But uh, I I would watch Tampa Bay. I don't know what direction they're going to go post-Tom Brady. But again... Just good enough is going to be more than good enough for some of these teams out there that don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. So he's going to land somewhere, and it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. Chris, the other side of this, yeah. what do the Raiders do now? Mm-hmm. Tommy is not on the menu unless he decides to unretire for the second straight year. Where do you think Josh McDaniels is going to go? I, um, uh, Josh McDaniels is going to coach the Raiders. Um, oh, you mean the, where is he going to go as a quarterback? The quarterback. Where is he going to go? Which direction? <laughs> no. I know he's going to go. I'm an idiot. Really? Sorry. Yeah, really. Did you really. smoke this morning? I no. thought you said you don't wake and bake. I don't. I never do. Um, no, I, I think, you know, with Josh McDaniels, I expect a draft pick here. I mean, they have options. You know, again, there's Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield and groups like that, guys like that out there. But I, I you know, like I've been saying, really towards the end of the year, Mike, when we've talked about the Raiders, I and, and Dave Ziegler and, and McDaniel's and the New England way, I, I I get the feel they're in this for the long play. So I I expect them to be in the the drafting the quarterback conversation here. That that's where I would see this. Um, but, you know, they're going to also have to map it out and, you know, have a feel for how they think the draft could kind of unfold. And will they be sitting in a spot where they get a guy that Josh McDaniels looks at and goes, wait, no, he's right for my offense and what I want to do. All right. And that's where they're going to have to figure out the draft free agency and kind of juggle that around. But I, I, I want to say draft more than anything, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Garoppolo. By Baker Mayfield, yeah, who Josh McDaniels secretly worked out not long before the 2018 draft. Mayfield didn't want to do it because he thought, I'm not going to be around. It's a waste of time. But there was a connection that was established there. And Josh McDaniels got to stand on the sideline and watch Baker Mayfield after being with the Rams for two days, erase a 16-3 deficit in the fourth quarter, and beat the Raiders. That had to leave a mark on the soul and the brain of Josh McDaniels. That fascinates me, as does the possibility mm-hmm. of trading for... Michael McCorkle Jones, because remember when Bill Belichick was asked after the season, if Mac Jones is his starter for 2023, Belichick's answer was he's shown he can play in this league. Not yes, not no. He's shown he can play in this league. And that would be something to have Jones reunited with his offensive coordinator from his rookie year when he was a pro bowler and they were a playoff team, Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, a guy like Mac Jones would, he he's perfect for, for that McDaniels offense. He's going to, you know, work the pocket, understand everything McDaniels teaches, sure, but I, I don't see that happening. I don't know. Bill's at the end here. What's he going to do? You know, ride with Bailey Zappi and, and try to figure out the quarterback thing here for the last two, three years of his career? You know, they they got their guy. They, they got to make it work around him. And we saw 
Went to the playoffs. Almost went to the playoffs with this disastrous offense we saw this year. So I wouldn't give up on Mac Jones if I was in New England. Yeah, uh, one other guy to keep an eye on yeah. is Jacoby Brissett. Mm. He's got ties to McDaniels. Although, I remember when Brissett left New England, there was kind of like this aftermath of they really weren't all that upset for him to go. Like, he really didn't fit. The, I, you know, I don't know. But I just remember thinking they weren't overly enamored with Jacoby Brissett the way that the outside thought they were. But he's played well. Yeah. Played well in Indianapolis, thrust into a bad spot, played well in Cleveland, thrust into a bad spot, and has experience with McDaniels. This is one of those where the dot connecting makes sense because McDaniels is going to lean towards someone who knows the way he does things, knows how he runs his offense, well, yes. knows how he coaches guys, and, and, and has been there, done that, and is willing to sign up for it again. Right. Some of these guys may not be willing to sign up for it again. Jacoby Brissett may not want to be part of that. Maybe maybe Jacoby Brissett was like, you know, middle of the Patriot way with all these, like, you know, this isn't for me. Maybe that's why they fell out of favor, or at least he fell out of favor with them. Maybe they fell out of favor with him. Maybe he just doesn't want to do that again. But other guys like that, maybe Jimmy G doesn't want to be part of that. Maybe You know, you have to be wired a certain way to deal with McDaniels in the Patriot way, and that's why Derek Carr's not there. Whoever they bring in, I think, is going to be somebody yeah, yeah. that well, has experience with it, is familiar with it, and can then help teach it to. Well, this is a prime example. Yeah. The difference between Shane Steichen and Josh McDaniels, someone there who can teach it to the young guy. Like Brian Hoyer has always been the guy in well, New England that's who where... teaches it to the young guy. You need someone like that with, with the Raiders. They got Jared Stidham. I, you know, and I know he's a free agent. But that, that's he's a free the, agent. Yeah, I would yeah. expect I, – I, that would be the, me. If you made me take a guess right now sitting here in the middle of February, I'd go they re-sign Jared Stidham. He gets good backup quarterback type of money. He knows, hey, they're going to draft a quarterback. You might play, you know, and that guy sits for a little while, or you're just going to be our really dependable backup, but you know the system, the culture, Josh McDaniels, all that. I, that would be my bet right there, Mike. You know, and, and whoever out of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, whoever's you know available still, and what are they, Mike? Are they pick seven? Have I got that right? Somewhere in there, right? Yeah, pick seven. Whoever's available out of those three, they take them and they start to build around that guy. Well, we will see what happens uh, with the Raiders. We are going to do a draft later of the Derek Carr landing spots. When we return, Juju Smith-Schuster tried to post a Valentine's Day joke. It was okay. Comedy is hard. It was all right. But he stepped into a little social media problem after he did it. We'll break that down when PFT Live continues right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Chapter One, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. 
A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster, just trying to have a little fun on Valentine's Day. With And we saw these yesterday, the headshot of a player plus a message that would go along with that player. And James Bradbury, I'll hold you when it matters most, Juju. The guy who was held by James Bradbury, the most controversial officiating moment of Super Bowl 57. A.J. Brown, the Eagles receiver, didn't like it. First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. <laughs> you was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed, but you don't act like you're that or ever was, but congratulations again. TikTok boy was trending last night thanks to A.J. Brown. <laughs> That's and amazing. I don't know. I think... A.J. Brown overreacted. Juju's just trying to have fun. It really wasn't all that funny. And this is one of those where when you have a call like that go your way, the best approach is head low, mouth shut, and wait to get your ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first off, A.J. Brown is the man. The man. Not only is he arguably the best receiver in football, he's the great teammate. You can tell that. And – like, I, I want to say, like, yes, it's fun, but, I mean, well, what the hell is wrong with everybody? That, that's what I want to say. the hell is wrong with the world? I mean, the guy just came off the most crushing loss of his life. He made a mistake. He was put in the, the hardest spot on the defense and the biggest play in the game. He admits to the mistake like a man, like a grown-up, you know, like a true professional, right? And... Never blames the refs, just takes it. Boom. And here we are two days after that moment. We're going to take a, a low blow shot. What? To get some hearts and some likes on social media? Like, get the F out of here with that crap. I'm just sick of that crap. Like, just the piling on of for, for likes on social media. It's stupid. And uh, good for A.J. Brown putting him in his place. That was a body slam on social media. I think that Juju Smith-Schuster shouldn't have done it. I think A.J. Brown may have overreacted, but hey, it gave us something to talk about, which is all that really matters to me. We need content, especially as we embark into this dark spot between Super Bowl and Combine and free agency and everything else. Here's A.J. Brown, who clearly is in a dark spot, like all other Eagles, trying to still recover from the Super Bowl. Uh, regarding the emotions that he was feeling two days after. This was locker clean-out day when you get one last opportunity to talk to these guys. Here's a little A.J. Brown. I don't know. Uh, It's kind of been been tough for 48 hours. Uh, 
don't know. Uh, I, I really don't really know what to say. It's kind of, I was kind of dreading this uh, interview. Um, it's just tough, tough, tough right now. What was the toughest part about you know the game Sunday night for you? Um, we went up 27-21. Uh, I knew uh, deep down that it was probably a chance we were, we were going to lose. Yes, absolutely right. We talked about this yesterday, if not the day before. Wait for him when to admit it. the field goal unit trotted out. Yeah. When the field goal unit trotted out. And, and this, is, this is where... And Nick Sirianni doesn't quite have a Pete Carroll post Super Bowl forty nine issue. Yeah, but I hear you. There's but some he does stuff have there. an issue. I hear you. I hear you. He does have an issue. You can't be aggressive, 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 aggressive. Going to go for it on fourth down. Going to go for it on fourth down. Going to go for it on fourth down. And then you're up three points in the Super Bowl after the team that you were leading by ten at intermission scores a touchdown on a ten play seventy five yard drive to reestablish themselves. You don't send out the field goal unit and go up six and allow them to have the flip side of the of the epiphany that A.J. Brown had. Because as A.J. Brown is thinking, uh-oh, we may have a problem, the Chiefs, as we've said, Chris, are thinking, uh-oh, we have a hell of an opportunity. You mean to tell me all we got to do is score a touchdown and convert the extra point and we're going to be leading the Super Bowl that we should have been losing by 20 or more points? We'll sign up for that any day of the year. Yeah. So... I, I appreciate the candor. Yeah, me too. And Nick Sirianni, beyond the fact that he's lost both of his coordinators, Nick Sirianni better make sure everyone in the locker room is okay with the fact that twice in the second half, he went against that aggressive, 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 went for the field goal instead of the touchdown from fourth and six at the 15-yard line of the Chiefs, and that three and out, it was fourth and three, and punted. And, you know, one of the risks of punting is you're going to have a long return, which is what happened. In hindsight, they surely would have gone for it. In foresight, that's the kind of move that Nick Sirianni in the past would have gone for it. I'd love to know why he got tight in the second half of the Super Bowl. Well, those are tough decisions. I don't think they were easy. Fourth and six is a a lot of yards, you know. And again, you know, I I think people would have been mad. At, oh, if he went for it on fourth and six, everybody would have been like, oh, that was too far. What? You're going to give Mahomes the ball. Now they're going to go up. I mean, it just, you know, that, that was a hard one. And his team, other than that drive before, had controlled the football game. So I think he was thinking, hey, we're just going to keep leaning on him. We're going to wear him out. You know, the fourth and three, yeah, that was it's a tough one too. But damn, they were way back in their own territory. You don't make that, man. You're going to hear it too. Like, what? You gave Mahomes the ball on the 30-yard line? Right? So they were tough ones. I hear you. Their MO, their team. I will agree with you, Mike, though. There is a little Seattle-ishness. And and here's the biggest reason. The Eagles are they're devastated. You can see there. It's more devastating to win the Super Bowl, too, when, when you know you were the better team. They know they were the better team. I mean, there's a reason Fox pregame. All the experts picked the Eagles to win by seven and ten points. There's a reason Greg Olson started the thing when going, oh, this is the roster of rosters. You talk to people in the league, this is the roster. It's an all-star team. They lost the Super Bowl. It's the best offensive line we've seen in ten years. It's supposed to be one of the better D-lines we've seen in ten years. Their secondary was awesome. 
It's maybe the best duo of receivers in football other than Tyreek and Waddle. It's right in that conversation. It's an awesome tight end, right? You were up by 10 in the, in the second half, and you blew it. They're going to be devastated. This is the kind of one that can like filter into next year. You know, they, they, they're, they're gonna, it's going to hurt for a while. And I think this is, you know, as we get accustomed to an NFL in which coaches are going for fourth down like never before, because it wasn't that long ago where if you do the unconventional thing and it fails, you get killed. If you do the conventional thing and it fails, nobody ever says boo about it. The unconventional has become conventional most of the time. For Nick Sirianni, the unconventional has become conventional, except when you get into these critical moments with a championship on the line. That's where, and I think that's what's fascinating about it, that's where he backed off from the ledge. He's always dancing out there on the line, willing to take those chances. He backed away because he knew the broader circumstance. We got Super Bowl rings riding on this. Maybe I won't be aggressive. Maybe I won't go for it. Maybe I won't take that chance that I ordinarily wouldn't even blink at taking. In the first quarter, I'll do it. In the second quarter, I'll do it. But hey, second half of the Super Bowl, when I was up 10 and now I'm up three, I'll just take the three and go up six. That won't come back to bite me. Will it? Meanwhile, you got guys on your team who feel that pit in their stomach. Uh Uh-oh, we're only up six now. We got a problem. We got a real problem, and it and it bared itself out. So two guys who don't have to worry about that, Chris, are Shane Steichen and Jonathan Cannon. They're leaving. They're gone. They're head coaches. And that's part of the issue now that Nick Sirianni has to deal with. On top of everything else, yeah, they got we a talked lot. about the free agents earlier. We sure. showed you the graphic. That was just some of them. He's got to hire two new coordinators now. Where, where do you go? And which one? Let's start here. Which one do you think he's going to miss more? Oh, gosh. Um, mm. Well, I, I'm going to say he's going to, you know, he'll miss Gannon, you know, because he's an offensive coach. Sirianni's a guy like like Shane Steichen. That was the same way. I kind of had my eye on Sirianni as he was raising up the ranks, going, "Man, I kind of like what this guy does," you know, on the offensive side of the ball, and and heard all of that. You know? So so he, I have faith in him to be able to kind of continue their offensive dominance. Defensive one is the one where, yeah, I don't know if there's somebody on the staff already. Or does he have another vision for what he sees on the defensive side of the ball? So I find that one probably to be the little harder spot, Mike, let alone not only repair that, but like you're talking about, repair the team, the mojo, the, the belief, get everybody going that way. It's, it's, um, that's, it's a crushing one. I mean, like you said on Monday, right? It's only the second time a 10-point halftime lead has been squandered in the history of the Super Bowl. And you were the better team and one of the better teams we've seen really in recent history, and you lost, that is like you always talk about. Those are the ones that hurt the most. Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach in Philadelphia, is the favorite to be the new OC. He actually played for Jalen Hurts' father in high school. One of three black quarterback coaches in the NFL. And this is one of the problems when he – it comes to underrepresentation of black head coaches because the pipeline on the offensive side of the ball – doesn't include as many minority candidates who develop and grow right. and become, although it didn't help Eric Bieniemy. We'll see if it helps Brian Johnson working with Jalen Hurts directly if he gets that job. Defensively, there's a little bit, a little bit, and I, I, I don't think we've seen the announcement yet that Vic Fangio has landed in Miami. There's a little bit because Fangio showed up to consult for the final two weeks. 
There's a little bit of a vibe out there, there that maybe the Eagles are trying to give. I'm uh, sure. A little, little bit. A little bit. Who wouldn't want Vic Fangio? That's maybe, right. A little bit. So he hasn't signed maybe, the paper maybe, in Miami Maybe there's yet. a spot. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he signed anything. All I know is this. I started to fish around a little bit yesterday about maybe Fangio and Philly, and everybody was very quiet about that. And oh. I've yet to see the tweet, the announcement, whatever. Maybe right. he has signed the paper, maybe he hasn't. I don't know. All I know is I got my eye on Philly to see whether or not Fangio ends up sticking around as the defensive coordinator. Well, we're watching um, so, you. That's right. Uh, All right. All right. I like that. I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I would understand that. Here, real quick before we go to break. Well, I was going to bring it up. I don't like that teams can hire a coach consultant, you know, two weeks before the Super Bowl. Uh, again, I'm not mad at the Eagles. Hey, the, the rules, if you can let you do it, you do it. But if I'm the NFL, uh, th- that doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't. You know, the teams are set. Your coaching staffs are set, right? I mean, we're going to, uh, you know, pillage a guy that was in the division and do, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right within the competitive nature of the game. I'm not, again, if the rules were that way and I was a head coach, I'd do it too. I'm just saying, I don't know if it necessarily hey, seems right to me. I want to take it a step farther. There are plenty of consulting arrangements we never find out about with yeah, coaches, right. executives, and different people who have their hands in different pots and they're getting paid by different people. And there's no transparency about it. People in the media who are consulting and getting paid and have these bias is baked into what they're doing it happens but the fact that we found out about it was this a precursor are we being basically told in advance there's reason to keep an eye on philly if gannon is out how did we find out about it why did we find out about it all i'm doing is saying i'm paying very close attention to the announcement from miami that we all have been told over and over again is coming and the possibility that that announcement will be coming from philly instead all right we need to take a break but before before we go before we go, I'm fascinated by this, and I think Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen should maybe consider a 23andMe or Ancestry.com test. There is a chance they've been working side by side, and they have the same DNA. Are they? They are the same. Chris, uh, Pete, do we have this? They look like the same dude. Oh, it's down at the bottom. I thought we were going to have a side by side on the screen. There they are on the topic bar. I, may, they don't look as much alike there. You what are you saying? We'll they, look they look alike. They, they look alike to me. Do they not look alike to you? Yeah, they're both white guys. Yeah, that, that's about where it ends. No, they, I think they look. They, they look. They look alike to me. Actually, actually, Jonathan Gannon looks like Shane Steichen after a really rough weekend. That's, that doesn't like. I don't know. I thought. I thought they look alike. I had a very skinny. And former Eagles coaches, but now in different places. Let's take a break. That 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 I had been planning that one for two hours, and it you know sometimes they fly, wah, and sometimes wah. they don't. <laughs> we'll be back with more PFT live uh, right after this. Hurts <laughs> takes the snap. Jalen Hurts retrocede. Clock is going to be out of time. Ave Maria! Nada! Oh. Se those Kansas City Chiefs! The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection! A big red reflection! The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57! Little mashup of the English and Spanish call from the end of Super Bowl 57. 
Again, it was locker clean-out day yesterday for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts now has his third season fully and completely in the can. The window technically opens on signing a guy to a second contract at the conclusion of the regular season. And one of these years, a quarterback with three regular season in is going to get his contract before his first playoff game. That hasn't happened yet. It didn't happen for Jalen Hurts. But now as we embark on the offseason, that's one of the orders of business. Here's the question and the answer from Hurts on the possibility of getting a new contract from Tuesday. Yeah, now that you're um, you're eligible for a contract extension, um, where do things stand in that regard with these deals and have there been negotiations? I think the, the, the thing that, that I'm most focused on is winning. You know, the only thing I care about is winning and ultimately winning championships. So um, there will be a day where that conversation can be had, but today isn't that day. Yeah, and this is the balance, Chris. This, this is the thing that got Dak Prescott to give you the side eye on a sleep number bed. Where was that? How many years ago was that? Gosh, I can't even that remember. Was was Miami. Miami that was Miami. That was the Miami Chiefs remember. 49ers yeah. Super Bowl, right? So, so we balance getting paid versus having enough money left to have a team around you that lets you win. And the Peyton Manning attitude always was, it's my job to get paid. It's your job to manage the salary cap. There are plenty of things teams can do to deal with the cap. You have those draft picks every year that come in at a low salary, low cap number. Draft and develop, augment the roster with those cheaper guys. I want to get paid what I deserve. And we're seeing a pushback, I think, from some teams against this idea of paying quarterbacks too much, Chris. But that's what the Eagles are going to have to figure out. And I think that, you know, oh, I know that Hurts' performance this year puts the Eagles in a much different stratosphere financially yeah. than they thought they were going to be with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no no, no question. I mean, he's, uh, he's in this position now where he's going to be able to command top-of-the-market money, right? And it is going to, you know, make them have to juggle some things around with their football team, let alone it's going to make a lot of people in the NFC happy because they're going to be like, thank God they got to pay him, and maybe some guys will fall off that roster now finally. But he's earned it. He deserves it. And like what we saw there, you know, in that little press conference, he's just, he's a professional behind the microphone. He says and exudes the right message all the time. And I think that's where you could be happy, you know, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. But damn, you know, sitting here today, the last two segments or three seconds, I, you know, damn, I, I feel bad for the Eagles. That's, that's rough. It's rough. It's extra rough, Mike. Like, I was on a team with the Tennessee Titans in 2008, and I know I've told you this before. Number one seed. We lost to the Ravens in the divisional playoff game. Kind of kicked the crap out of them and made fumbles inside the 10, 15-yard line, right? I didn't even play, and that was devastating because you were like, man, we were the best team in football. There's no way they should have beat us today. And, you know, you're seeing that from the Eagles right now, and I, I do feel for them. My heart goes out to them. And look, they had a great year. They got to the Super Bowl. I feel like we've changed the mindset. Like you were the ultimate loser if you right. lost the Super Bowl in the 70s and yeah. 80s. Yeah, You still made it to the Super Bowl. Exactly. You're the best team in the NFC. And I still think even with all those free agency questions, they've got plenty of reason to be optimistic about Definitely. the future. Definitely. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know if he's optimistic or pessimistic about the future. We just know one thing. He's not locked in a closet somewhere, contrary to the report that emerged on Sunday, and when he was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, Rodgers wasn't very happy about it, calling out some reporters by name. Boom. I love it when he calls out reporters by name, and they aren't me. Damn, we'll I wish it was you. Life continues right that after. More Mike Florio, don't read that crap.
It's a huge day for the Premier League as first place Arsenal hosts second place Manchester City in a Whoa. crucial top of the table match. Man City currently sits three points behind Stan Kroenke's Gunners. I didn't know wow. they were called the Gunners. I yeah. guess they are. Yeah. I know this. The match will air exclusively on Peacock. Coverage begins with Premier League Live at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Or if it's you a showdown right Premier there. League Live. All right. Uh, here's Aaron Rodgers. He was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, and I sometimes I can I can subject myself to Aaron Rodgers, and sometimes I just can't. Yesterday I wasn't able to do it. I just wasn't able to. <laughs> Apparently he said some pretty wild shit about UFOs and why we're shooting them down. I've got it on my list to explore that a little more carefully today. Here he is in the aftermath of Ian Rappaport, Super Sunday Splash Report. Aaron Rodgers goes into voluntary solitary confinement on Monday. He clearly wasn't in his darkness retreat because he was talking to McAfee and A.J. Hawk. Here's Rodgers on reporters having inside information or at least thinking they have inside information about him. I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know. Shit. They really don't. They don't have. They don't have inner source. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. Yeah. So I've had this planned on the books for four months, for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story. That's bullshit, and it just keeps on going and going and going. I will say this. The story we posted based on Rappaport's report, which did have a little snark in it, I'm sure. Chris no, not you. That. That, 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 that thing hit a jet stream somewhere. I mean, the traffic to that story and the interest in that story was off the charts. And it was all premised on Rappaport being correct. There's a chance he was correct, and Rogers didn't go into the dark closet on Monday just to be able to say Rappaport was wrong. There's a chance that that's true. I wouldn't doubt that. And as it relates to the inner crazy. circle, to the inner circle, you know, Aaron, I got news for you. Somebody on the inner circle to your inner circle is talking and you just don't know it. You think they're not talking. Somebody's talking. Somebody that, that the reporters trust is saying something. You think they're not. They may be lying to your face, but they're talking. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. You know, either you know, it's it's again, Rogers. It's it can be you know entertaining always. I do love that Rogers is honest like that, as I've always said. I do. I love that he's not afraid to dive into the subject and say a few four letter words and say some things that are not popular. No doubt about it. You know, but. You know, also, I want to say, hey, don't get mad, man. I mean, we're, we're only paying attention to you because you're the freaking man. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that sit here and go, in your prime, I think you're, you and Mahomes might be the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in their prime. So we, that's why. You're a big deal. We want to know what the hell's going on. Yep. Uh, but, but I hear you. I wouldn't Can't be shocked on if your he, own terms. Right, I say it right, all the time. That's right. I say it all the time. Hey, everybody, look at me. What the hell are you looking at? You can't go on McAfee's show every Tuesday and talk about all this crazy shit that he talks about and expect people not to react. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't have it both ways. You can't dictate the way people react to you. You can't dictate the way people interpret the things you say. And if you want people to not talk about you, there's one way to make that happen, Chris. Stop talking. I like it that he talks, though. I'm not saying he should. We have to stop talking as well. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. 
Well, what a shock. The photoshopped image of Derek Carr in a Saints uniform. Cameron Jordan seems to like it. He's doing his best to try to get Derek Carr in New Orleans. Today's draft, the Derek Carr landing spots. I don't know if we're predicting or preferring, but whatever. Let's go back and forth. We don't have a lot of time to contemplate it because we talked too much previously in the show. Chris, you're up first. Give me the number one in your mind, Derek Carr landing spot. Well, I, I think the Saints are the one I look at. I think that's the makes the most sense. Uh, I, I I get it. Uh, I, I think that they're, you know, maybe not in the most prime spot for drafting a quarterback, right? They do have a team, too, that I think can still, as we saw at the end of the year, be a playoff caliber type of football team. It's kind of a mature team. It's an older team, so he fits that way. There's not a lot of young players there. Um uh, I think that's the one I look at to to me that makes the most sense. I'm going to say the Jets. Uh, the Jets, in my mind, because we talked yesterday about Todd Downing now being there as the passing game coordinator, and I just don't think the Aaron Rodgers thing is going to work. I think it would be great yeah. for us, for our business, if Aaron Rodgers with the Jets in the New York market. You think that people are saying things about him that he disagrees with now. He thinks that now, well, wait till he gets to New York. And also, hey – He's, he's made these comments about he was being – and he said this on McAfee's show a few weeks ago, that we in the media have made him the villain because we are the minions of Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Damn. Johnson & Johnson heir, Woody Johnson owns the Jets. I don't see it happening. I think Derek Carr to the Jets, not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay. I hear that there, too. Um, I'll be I'll be interested. I would think if it's not Aaron Rodgers, I think Derek Carr would probably be the guy. I, I'm with you. That would be the next guy in line for the Jets football team. I'll go with the Panthers after this next one. You know, again, along the same line, Frank Reich, great quarterback, whisper, good offense. And, again, maybe they look at it and go, babe, our team, we're not that far off here. Do we really want to do the rookie quarterback thing and try to do that? Uh, maybe they evaluate it. I could see that making sense, and I could see Reich and, and, and uh, Derek Carr meshing well together. Let's keep it in the NFC South. I'll go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what they're really going to try to do moving forward, but you at least want to be competitive. You at least want to stay relevant. Maybe you could get to the playoffs again with Derek Carr because the division is wide open. And if you can get him to come to Tampa, what are you doing? You're keeping him from the Saints. You're keeping him from the Panthers. I think the Bucs should get into this. We need to get into break when we return. Round three of the Derek Carr landing spot draft. We'll be right back. My Italian cousin reminded me that one of the local pizzerias here, Chunky's, has heart-shaped pizza on Valentine's Day. So it pulls everything together we were talking about earlier, Chris, Valentine's Day and pizza. That also, coincidentally, has sausage and mushrooms. Isn't that what Andy Reid was having on his pizza? So, I Coach Reid, right. come to West Virginia. We'll get, you, we'll get you a heart-shaped pizza. We'll get you a Chiefs logo pizza from Chunky's. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to eat that. I know that's a crappy heart that doesn't look that good, so I don't want it, all right? I, I'll Thank tell you, you so there, much. Right there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank welcome. you so much for supporting my local business. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, even, it's not my Sorry. business, but it's Now I have to wonder business. what the hell you're eating in West Virginia. Now too. I'm back to, wait, there so can't be good pizza you. in West Virginia. Uh, can't be. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Sorry. Forget Forget. The third round. Well, of the we draft. got the Derek Colts, the Texans, the Falcons, right? Not Those the are the Colts. teams that make sense. Not the Texans. I know. Falcons. Falcons, maybe. Falcons. Right? Yeah. How about the Lions? How about the See Lions? Bye bye, Jim.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.